name's Sally Kirkman from sallykirkman.com and I'm here with my friend and fellow astrologer Christina who's from oxfordastrologer.com and we're here to talk to you about the month ahead astrology which is the astrology that covers the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023 um, and also if you want to find out more about 2023 I've got a horoscopes ebook for sale on my website and Christina's doing some lovely year ahead videos for all the star signs for her subscribers too. So do check those out. Oh, and just one more thing. We've done a star sign special, if you haven't seen that already, which is on all podcast um, programs. Is that what you call them? Podcast programs? Platforms. <laughs> Platforms. Thank you, Christina. Um, so do check those out. They're little bite-sized um, podcasts and there's videos as well on Astrology Talk podcast on YouTube telling you about your star sign. So lots to dip into. How are we doing, Christina? Okay. I mean, it's cold, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, pretty well. Uh, I have to say that this Mars retrograde in uh, Gemini, which we're living through at the moment and which has been going on since the 30th of um, October, has taken its toll. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not, it's, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I think it's been, uh, there, there's been a lot of mental health issues for people that I've been speaking with. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean, some people have had a great time. They've just reread. I just spoke, speaking to someone yesterday who's re- reread the whole of the Narnia series, yeah. um, which seems like a good thing to do when Mars is retrograde in Gemini. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, I'm okay, but I'm, I'm quite looking forward to Mars going direct, I must say, and a little bit anxious about that too, which happens yeah. in the next, next month. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, I've hated it. (laughs) You know, Scorpio Aries rising, it always gets me Mars retrograde. And I think during that full moon, which was December the 8th, when, I mean, you could see red Mars next to the moon in the sky. It was quite incredible how close they were. I mean, I was just so irritable and grumpy. I had a lot of writing on, but I was finding it hard going. I was bored of sitting at my desk um, yeah, and just found it really hard and a lot of friends struggling with kind of mood and grumpiness. So I've not liked it, actually. Um, you know, and that was that was the midway point, wasn't it? Um, the sun point. Mars. Um, so that was kind of five weeks in and we've still and got it away. Feel, didn't it feel that was the midway point, but it just already felt it like it had been there forever going retrograde. Yeah. It was a real yeah. peak, a real peak of that energy and, and not easy, I think, for a lot of people. So yeah. great, great if you're kind of skating through this, fantastic. But um, it's not been easy, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I wondered actually because it seemed to me that there was mental health stuff that people had actually repressed and kept, you know, people who kept going through the COVID and the pandemic and kind of managed and got through that had a kind of, uh, have been kind of really realizing that actually they've, they've have been struggling. And I think that's to do with it being retrograde in the sign of mind, you know, yeah. that Gemini is the mind, isn't it? That's, and, and Mars is this, um, when it's retrograde, it digs in and yeah. investigates. And, you know, it's that, um, I always think of, you know, Mars is like the sharp point pushing, cutting things up, pushing around. And, um, yes. Yeah. And also, I mean, I don't want to go all negative, but 
uh, quite a few people passing or um, uh, kind of ghostly stuff happening. Um, I had, I had that we, <laughs> I had that my dad turned up as a kind of ghost by surprise for me um, in a manner of speaking in that he, um, we, you know, you, I grew up in Egypt and he did the occasional like really tiny speaking part in Egyptian movies. So if they needed some English speaking person to say something, they would get my dad with this film director, Yusuf Shaheen would get my dad to come on and say, you know, good morning or whatever. So I was watching an Egyptian movie the other night in preparation for going to Egypt and suddenly there was my dad on screen. It was so strange. <laughs> I think that's wonderful. I, I think that from an astrological viewpoint, it's about the square to Neptune as well. Absolutely. Yeah, at, because- at Mars retrograde, my dad is yeah. a very aggressive little guy saying something. And there was the square to Neptune, exactly, which yeah. is films. Of Appearing course. on the movies. So, yeah, the blast from the past. Yeah. yeah that's the other thing. People have been having really quite profound and weird dreams oh my god yes every you know, morning well. in this household. <laughs> especially my gemini my daughter who's a gemini she comes yeah. out every morning and says oh i had three dreams like you know having to go through them very intense yeah and i personally have had very intense dreams and i think that's the neptune square as well the neptune mm-hmm. square mm-hmm. because we're also i mean we're coming to the end now of that jupiter in Pisces and Jupiter in Pisces is just like throwing all his dreams at everybody, you know, have yeah. them now quick yeah. uh, because that's it. You know, this is your peak dream phase for 12 years, probably. Well, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, true. Well. it's true. And, and by the time the, the sun moves into Capricorn, Jupiter's back in Aries, isn't it? It's this, it's the day before it's the 20th of December. And then the sun moves into Capricorn on the 21st of December. So there's this sudden real change of direction. There's suddenly this cardinal energy. It's like we're back out in the world in a way and moving away from that, that really deep and kind of obsessed and quite intense inner life that's been going on. And I have to say, I'm looking forward to that. Um, So I'm looking forward to Capricorn season. Um, yeah, well, this is always a very hard time of year for astrologers because we're working so hard. Yes. We're working so hard at doing all these end of year things and trying to do stuff for next year and so, and trying to get it all done before Christmas. So we actually can sit, you know, have a holiday. So it feels very stressful, doesn't it? For us. Yes. Yeah. It's always like this. It's always intense and peak and trying to get everything done. So you can have a break over the festive period as well. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so you're working like a maniac, really tied to your desk. I mean, we've been talking about wanting to get out in the fresh air and move and walk. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully, hopefully that's coming. (laughs) So what do we think about Capricorns? Do you like them? (laughs) Yeah, actually, I really like Capricorns. Um, They are, I always say the same thing sometimes they're, they're an underestimated sign. Yeah. Um, in that people always think, Oh, it's the CEO it's the person in charge. It's the establishment. Well, this is all true. That's the sort yes. of Jeff Bezos end of Capricorn yeah. uh, or say someone like Rupert Murdoch, Capricorn rising, um, you know, these people who are very in charge people, but there's also that they're in charge because they are priests. Um yeah. Uh, high, you know, they're high priests of rock and roll. David Bowie, Elvis, yeah. um, have that shamanic quality. 
to carry, you know, to connect spirit and earth, spirit mm-hmm. and matter. And I have to say, those are the ones that interest me. Are those um, Shirley Bassey, the high priestess, you know, that incredible voice. You get a lot of great voices with um, Capricorn. Those yeah. resonant voices. Well, they're soul, isn't it? They they they've got real deep soul within them um, that comes out. I mean, it's interesting because I was just thinking about who do I think the first two people I thought of was Kate Middleton. I mean, she's just part of the firm, isn't she? You know, it's that duty, responsibility. um, Establishment, total establishment. And then the other one I thought of was Patti Smith, who's one of my favourite poets, singers, you know, incredible woman. I mean, just, and a great model for ageing as well, you know. Yes, of rock and roll, another one. She is. (laughs) So, you Um, know, you can't just put them into one little box, can you? Kate Middleton, Patti Smith. (laughs) Yeah. Well, for some people, Kate Middleton is a priestess of establishment. Rich, yeah. I suppose. You know, she's a yeah. symbol of of what I don't know. I mean, uh, she's sim- she's another symbolic figure, I suppose. And I wonder if that's something that can end up happening with Capricorns. Uh, yeah, of, hmm. I, I mean, that just occurs to me that yeah, yeah. Be- so they become a symbol for something else. They become like yeah. an archetype. Um, I think that's very possibly true. It is. It's a powerful star sign. And at this time of year, you know, it's real the peak of in the northern hemisphere, the peak of midwinter as well. So, you know, there's there's that kind of the the wintry silence and solitude and and really going in, you know, that I think they have got this deep inner sense, this deep inner spirit to them very often. And it is a time when, you know, talking about what people want to be doing, mm. moving you know, to the end of this year and the new one, a lot of people just want to, they want to stop and look at what's gone, what they want to let go of and and how they want to move forward as well. So there's this deep inner process that takes place, I think, as one year ends and a new year begins, which is emphasized by Capricorn, that ability to turn inwards. Yeah. Um, yeah, they are. I mean, and it's that time of year and it's that kind of sign, isn't it? They, that mm. they have a kind of inner strength when it's working well. One yeah. of the things I notice with Capricorns, even Capricorn moon, people with Capricorn in their chart, is that they sometimes seem to understand how the world works instinctively more <laughs> than the rest of us who are kind of swimming around trying to figure things out. Mm. Whereas Capricorns do have this understanding of like hierarchies and um, how to get it, basically how to get ahead. You know, they're climbing. They're very, amb- they're ambitious. So whether you're the priestess type or the CEO type, you're still driven by an ambition to reach the top of whatever you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, you most Capricorns are not going to be satisfied with being, you know, the um, being just of service. You know, yeah. it's going to be that even if they're in service, they have to be the best at it or very, very good at it. Yeah. Excellence. I agree. I mean, the, you know, there's the, if you think about the greatest rock and roll singer of all time, probably a lot of people would say Elvis. And then the other Capricorn I think of when you say that's Muhammad Ali, also Capricorn. And he was, you know, his nickname is the greatest. So it's, yeah, they do excel at whatever they um, or there's that possibility to excel at whatever they channel. And they're so good at putting one foot in front of the other and climbing to the top of the mountain. And they'll keep going until they get there. And they have that fantastic sort of long-term vision as well, Capricorns, which again is, you know, that's what we're doing as we leave one year. And then we look ahead and we make some plans and, 
you know, ambitions to work towards maybe or or letting go of stuff as well. It doesn't all have to be achieve, 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 does it? Yeah, one of my favorite and your favorite astrologers too, Jeffrey Cornelius is a Capricorn, of course. Yes, he's written the most Capricorn book, um, <laughs> astrology book, which everybody should read if you're really interested in astrology, called The Moment of Astrology, mm-hmm. which is all about how when you uh, when to when you get together with the person who you're reading for, the client perhaps, um, there's a moment that happens with astrology. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this book is like a brick written yeah. by Capricorn. So very dense. It's got everything in it that needs to be in it. Yeah. Uh, so it's not easy reading. And I would say that also about Capricorns, they're not necessarily always easy reading, so to speak. Mm, there's quite an academic side to them, isn't there? Or, you know, that yeah, I would... cross in a way that's um, dense, I suppose, is one of the, the best words to, to describe. I would say thorough, a thoroughness. Say academic necessarily, because you might get a gardener who's like that but thoroughness thoroughness yeah good word yeah i like it i mean that's admirable the Mm. the thoroughness Mm. Um, Mm. okay so speaking of which shall we uh, do we've done a little bit of retrodiction yes we have we've talked about capricorns in general we have (laughs) we're doing well christina tick tick (laughs) (laughs) shall we leap into the month ahead we shall um let's because it's quite there's a lot, well there's a lot going on um but yeah it's a funny stop start isn't it yeah i, so, I should I put the new moon up because it's really early in this month ahead it's on the 23rd and we can talk about the solstice at the same time yes because it's actually quite a similar chart we were just looking at it although the angles are different but the, the themes are the same yeah. um so yeah, on twenty third December, new moon at one degree Capricorn. So the sun has only just gone into Capricorn. Um, cardinal sign, and I mean the first thing to say is that you know Jupiter's just gone into Aries. So the two, the sun, moon, and Jupiter making a square aspect in cardinal signs at the beginning. And boy, I'm kind of feeling that I'm I'm ready to go and get out the trap. <laughs> I just want, you know, I'm thinking, what do I, I want to get out and I want to walk. I want to be physical. I want to stand up. I want to stretch, you know, get out of this desk. Um, I want to go. I want to get back out in the world. I've been too at my desk, actually. So I can feel the pull of that. I can really I'll feel see, the pull of that. I think this is because of your Aries rising, I've got to say. So, Agreed. you know, <laughs> this, this Jupiter going back into Aries is going to come in with a sort of a lot of fire for people for Aries mm. um, and really put, you know, light you up yeah. until May. So you've got until May. I mean, you've had it in 2022 for a while, for most of the middle of 2022, and now Jupiter's back. Yeah. Um, and it comes back with kind of a bang because it makes the square to the sun at the solstice um, and then at to this new moon the, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of days later. Um, but at the same time, Mars is still retrograde, right? Yep. Yeah. So there's like this desire to go forward. And actually in part of your people's lives, there's something that's going to be going forward. I mean, you may actually, you know, Jupiter is a sign of travel, for for example. Uh, sorry, the, the planet of travel. Yes. But So your desire is to go forward, but there, there's another part of your life where things are not going to be going forward, which is not just the Mars, but Mercury is going to go retrograde too. Mercury is already slowing down. Yeah, it is. Um, Yeah, Mercury turns retrograde on the 29th of December. Um, So we are going to have 
two key retrograde planets, Mercury communication, Mars action, you know, both on go slow as one year ends and the new year begins. So it's it's not a time to rush into 2023, although do look at where that Jupiter falls, because I think it's interesting as well. You know, Jupiter's in Aries, a speedy sign. And I don't think I've ever seen Jupiter move from start to finish of a star sign so fast. You know, yeah. It's going to be out by mid-May. It's going from zero to 30 in five months. Yeah. It's got a, it's got a passion. I mean, I, I would say this is a passionate Jupiter. Yeah. Um, and it may be wherever it falls. So for example, I can see say Librans having a really passionate affair with someone, mm. um, you know, or Sagittarius also, this is passion that leaps forward and takes yeah. you for yeah. a lot of people. I think there's some kind of passion somewhere in your life. That's going to push you, propel you forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll be different yeah. for each of us. It will be different. I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting one for Capricorn, isn't it? This this year, this new moon, because it's your new moon. It's you know time to set intentions for the year ahead. Jupiter's down at the base of your chart, so things could be happening quickly around home, family. You know, you might yeah. be on a big retreat into the past. Someone might come back into your life. There's a lot going on at the roots of, at the roots of your chart. There's and I think wherever Jupiter falls, there is an urgency to crack on and do things. It's like, let's not, you know, let's not wait, actually. Especially uh, because it's in Aries. You know, this is an urgent Jupiter. Yeah, it is an urgent Jupiter. Also trailblazing, pioneering. Um, you know, so I think with my Aries ascendant, I can feel this, ooh, a real, you know, desire to to start something new, to to get new things moving because I've really felt this sort of wallowing, this inability to move with Mars retrograde. And I think this is going to help personally. You know, I know Mars is still retrograde for a few weeks. It only turns direct on January the 12th. But even so, that Jupiter and Aries, I think it's going to help Aries feel like they are moving forward again. Hmm. Yeah, I, actually, I think other people, you know, others will feel it too. At- yeah. Just a matter. I do think hold your horses, get everything prepared while this Jupiter is, you know, champing at the bit, this passion. And, you know, maybe that you're having a passionate love affair, for example, if you're um, a Sagittarian. But um, in another part of your life, like your business partner, that's all stalled. So go with the Jupiter part. But let go of, but don't push the, the Mars part. And this is the beauty of astrology is that you can see that it's in different areas of your life, most yeah. likely. So yeah. again, like with Capricorn, um, you know, that Jupiter leaping forward, maybe something to do with family or property. It may be that you decide to have a baby, mm-hmm. um, you know, th- th- expand the family or mm-hmm. that uh, your son is getting married to someone or that you're going to move to a bigger house. You know, that's those, those are classic. Jupiter and that angle for Capricorn. Mm. Um, and also, also, I want to say with, you know, the, there is a proviso because when you've got Mars retrograde, you know, if you do rush into things, there can be, um, it, there can be physical injury. So I think particularly for Gemini mm. and also perhaps for it's in Capricorn's sixth house, isn't it? You know, if it's in your first house or sixth house, it's not about being foolhardy on a physical level. Um, you know, don't do it, guys, don't do it. 
Yeah, it, yeah, it's kind of, you know, that's, that's, there is a cautionary note there. So particularly when it's in a, like a physical um, sector of your, your chart, um, you need to be a bit wary. Mm, mm. Yeah. And, you know, um, I was just thinking about this Mars retrograde uh, for Pisces um, and thinking, actually, my ma- my house is a complete tip at the moment. I haven't been able to, because I've been so busy working. I haven't, it's just a mess. And Mars retrograde is, of course, in my um, house home sector. So I have actually just let it go, so to speak. And I'm expecting when Mars goes direct on the 12th of January that I will suddenly have this urge to clean the whole place. <laughs> yeah, actually, just burn it down. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I have a bonfire. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, Jupiter is in it for. Uh, water signs, of course, you know, this is Jupiter leaving their fellow water sign for, you know, and won't be back into a water sign for several years now. Mm. Um, and, you know, fire and water mm, kind of works, kind of tricky. I mean, it, it's different for you. It's interesting for you because, well, we both have the same thing of a fiery ascendant plus yeah. a watery sun. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that Jupiter moving out of Pisces for fire signs may feel like something a little bit of a loss, I think. So um just be prepared. You know, the loss of the, the dreaming. And you mean for the water signs? So for the water signs, it's going to be yeah. a loss. Yeah. Or, just a little bit, you know, bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. Um, although, you know, it, I, I think for all the water signs again, because Jupiter's going to be in, in either a money or a work career sector. It is a time to sort of, you know, light the fire and 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 start looking ahead and, and to get a bit motivated about those areas as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, OK, we need action here. Um, this is where we need to perhaps get a bit more vision or, you know, dynamic. Isn't it? I mean, it becomes more practical with yeah. the signs. It's like, OK, you've been dreaming. Now do it. Yeah, yeah. And and also that Mars retrograde, I think for Taurus and Scorpio, you know, it's in one of your money sectors. So still, the the area not to go mad is finances. Um, and I really think with that Mars retrograde in your in one of your money sectors, you know, hold off making big key financial decisions until January the twelfth. And Mars retrograde here is an excellent time to do a, a review, really get on top of your finances and sort things out to see where action will be needed when it turns direct. Yeah. And you may be a bit skint at the moment. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, you may want to spend less. I mean, you know, there's, it's a bonkers, isn't it? There's this, the time of when Christmas presents, Christmas food, people often spend a huge amount on that. And I think there's, I'm noticing so many people doing the opposite, really reining in spending actually. And, you know, thinking about experiences are more important or meeting up with people's more important, um, you know, and not spending so wildly. We can't. We've got a massive cost of living crisis here in the UK. So, you know, that does, that needs a, a rethink. Um, and, you know, Mars is in Gemini, which is ruled by Mercury. And we've got Mercury turning retrograde on December the 29th. And I think Mercury is one of the planets that's connected to the markets, merchandise, trade. So it's a time to really be rethinking, um, you know, your, what you normally spend, the way you normally do things. Do it completely differently this year. Yeah. I mean, the Mercury 
and the sign Gemini are both about commerce, aren't they? And the yeah. exchange. Um, got that and that. So Mars retrograde, people are just not going to be exchanging money for goods in the, quite the same way. I don't think. Yeah, um, I'd be interested to see. I mean, and Mercury retrograde just emphasizes that. Mm. So it may also be that they don't go wild in the, you know, Christmas sales after Christmas either. That yeah. people are still holding back at that point. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's going to have. I mean, we the economy sigh. <laughs> you know, it's the real economy is really um, suffering here. You know, mm. closed shops, uh, people out of work, the strikes. It's we're really in a winter of. It's not even a winter of discontent. It's a it's a win- winter of. Um, fear and misery for a lot of people i i'm i think mm. um it's in this country anyway because of the cost of living crisis yeah yeah and those strikes aren't going away are they no no yeah. i mean the nurses have gone on strike it's incredible they've never gone on strike ever and i think the is the aren't is the nurses union how old is it it's like they haven't gone on strike for 100 years mm. now they're going on strike because they're so uh, poorly paid and they've been treated so badly mm. um, during this, you know, they saved us all from this COVID thing and then they don't get a pay rise. Yeah. And, you know, the, the government needs to do something about it, don't they? I mean, looking just at the chart of the new moon, Jupiter and Aries, I think is, you know, one of the symbols of the strikes. I think it's there's also other factors, but square all those planets, all those planets in Capricorn, the establishment, the government, you know, it's like, okay, this can't go on. <laughs> and it's interesting that also that we've got the Uranus making conjunction to the North Node. Yeah. Um, I think we may have discussed that Uranus and Taurus before. Uranus is going to go direct next month, isn't it? Mm. Um, but Uranus is about, you know, taking individual action, doing, taking action, rebelling. And it's about, it's in the earthy earth sign, but it's also a money sign. Mm. Um, you know, so people have are really feeling the pinch in their pockets and are ready to actually go on strike about it now. Yeah. Um, I can't get my daughter home from she's visiting her boyfriend in Cardiff. I can't get her home on Friday. No. Um, train strikes. I know I've got to go I'm driving to pick my daughter up. I think it's a common common theme at the moment. Yeah. Um, I do want to say about the Mercury retrograde. Should we leave them new moon chart? And I think we should. Goodbye, new moon chart. We're looking forward to you, though. <laughs> Quite looking forward to that. Um, okay, yeah, crack on about this Mercury retrograde then, which has starts on the 29th, doesn't it? Yeah, 29th of December to January the 18th. Um, and it's the first mm-hmm. kind of three Mercury retrogrades. They're all going to be in Earth signs moving forward throughout 2023. And this is the first one that's completely in an earth sign, um, you know, turns retrograde in Capricorn, turns direct in Capricorn. And I kind of like that, you know, there's, it doesn't feel as much of a trickster Mercury retrograde as it might be in a different element, you know, and maybe there's more sense of, okay, let's hibernate, let's retreat, let's slow things down. Let's take it easy. Let's, you know, allow that time to review, to reflect, to ponder, you know, I kind of, it feels like a, a gentler, softer energy. I don't know what you think, whether you think it's going to go 
I like it. I mean, I do think that it's also going to be a serious, I mean, we'll see what happens with governments again, because uh, Capricorn is a sign that we do associate with government, with the establishment. Um, And, you know, whether there's going to be yet another change, I don't think so. But there's a reassessment about what government can actually do in various places around the world, I would think, with that. Mercury retrograde. I like it also because it's practical. And I like these Mercury retrogrades in Earth for twenty um twenty-three. And in fact, there are four, aren't there? Because there's another one at the other end of the year. Unusually, there's there's usually only three, but there's four, and, and that one's going to be in Capricorn too. So there's a lot of practical change going on in the coming year. Because you have to also consider the fact that when there's a Mercury retrograde, it simply means that Mercury will spend a really long time in that sign. Instead mm. of three weeks, it's like, I don't know, is it? It's a couple uh, of months. I think it's two months it spends there yeah. on the sign. So it's going to be in that Capricorn right into February, actually. And yeah. this is very practical. And it's about re- it's about actually changing quite deep um, established structures. And this may be structures in the way that you think or in your like for, uh, or in your value system. Mm. You know, uh, these are structures that are to do with a combination of thought and practicality. So it's like a pro- applied principles, if you like. Mm. Um, so it's interesting, like, say, for Sagittarius, you know, this is you could say, oh, well, it'll be about money and we're looking at your finances. It's also about your applied principles. What is your philosophy? You yeah. know, how are you making that happen in the world? Yeah. Yeah. And and I think a really interesting one for all the earth signs, actually, because um, for Taurus, it's in your ninth house, which is another sector of the horoscope that is about kind of ideas, your philosophy, your beliefs as well. Um, for Virgo, maybe a bit different because it's kind of the creative sector, but maybe it is. It's kind of what you love. You know, it's reassessing what you love, what you're, you know, what what brings you joy in the world as well. So I think for all the Earth signs, it's it's probably likely to be quite a nice retrograde phase. I also think that, you know, we've had Pluto in Capricorn since 2008, mm-hmm. right? And so we get this Mercury retrograde in Capricorn every, you know, whatever it is, every four years or yeah. so. Four years, yeah. Um. But this is going to be the last one, I think, before Pluto like leaves. There'll be one at the end of 2023. But we're able to really look back on the last last decade now with this Mercury retrograde Mm. Capricorn and ask ourselves what changed, what happened, and Mm. really come to a real assessment about it. Mm. What happened on you know underneath, not kind of floaty Neptunian stuff. <clears throat> but the actual Pluto, what has changed, what's gone and what's being regenerated. Yeah. And so it's a great time for actually looking back over a long period, I think, with this Mercury retrograde, which goes up until the 18th of January, doesn't it? Mm, it does. A nice long chunk. And then it stays in Capricorn until the 11th of February. Yeah. But it's a nice long period for really thinking about this this extraordinary decade that we've been through where so much has changed Mm. and what's changed for you because it's quite personal 
Yeah. And I also think what's added to that during this Mercury retrograde period is the fact that, you know, we'll have the Venus conjunct Pluto on January the 1st and the Sun conjunct Pluto on January the 18th, the day Mercury turns direct. And then also there'll be a final Mercury Pluto conjunction. So it it is the this, you know, and those will be the last conjunctions they make. I'm not quite sure what happens when Pluto dips in and out of Aquarius and Capricorn. Last one that uh, that um, Pluto will make with Venus, uh-huh. but I think it'll have another encounter with Mercury. Obviously, with the Sun, I think. Yeah. Well. Oh, I think with the Sun. I say obviously very casually, but definitely, I think with Venus, it's definitely the last. It'll probably be next year, won't it? Because it doesn't establish itself in Aquarius until November twenty twenty four. It is going back and forth a little bit. But even so, having, you know, Venus, Sun, Mercury all running into Pluto, again, as the year begins, it's like, okay, what do you want to put to bed? What do you want to let go of? What do you want to close the door on? You know, what's coming to an end? What can't continue Um, and needs to be reborn? You know, always with Pluto, I I think of the phoenix that rises from the ashes. There's this theme of rebirth and renewal that needs to take place. And it's especially intense now because... We talk about, oh, it's going into Aquarius. That's the thing. Actually, the thing is that it's going to be hanging around at the end of Capricorn. That's the real thing because yeah. it's only going to zero Aquarius. Okay, so that's important, but it's really important when a big, big planet is hanging around at the end of a sign. It mm. means there's a lot of stuff to finish off. Mm. And this regeneration, as you say, that's the whole point about Pluto mm. is, is the regeneration that comes with Pluto. And there's some regeneration that needs to be done before Pluto wants to move into Aquarius. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, and and I think it's really interesting that Pluto keeps on coming back into Capricorn saying, oh, and another thing, right, you know, that we have to do. Yeah, yeah it's it's not an easy process, perhaps. No. It's not something that can happen overnight. You know, no. whatever you're starting to let go of or close the door on now, you've got to kind of, you're, you're looking at this for the next couple of years. This is you know, it's not short-term goal, it's a long-term goal or a long-term process. And just to put that in perspective, you know, I mean, um, Pluto got, when Pluto went from Sagittarius to Capricorn, it took 10 months, whereas this time it's going to take like two years. Yeah. Um, and so it's like going through the door and coming back, going through and coming back, um, because there's just so much that's happened that that needs to be finished off. Mm. Mm. Um, and I think that's one of the things we do as astrologers sometimes is we tend to sort of look to the future too much and think, oh, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Instead of thinking, actually, this is where we are right now. Let's be mm. intense about being right in this moment and, and doing the, you know, um, you know, uh, using the energies of right now instead of thinking, oh, well, in three years time, there's going to be a, a Jupiter and whatever. And I'm going to wait for that. Don't, you have to, it's yeah. working with the energies of now. That's the whole point about this kind of astrology. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. And and when you were talking about that, it made me think of, I think this is important for Aquarius in particular. Yeah. Because, these, you know, it's all happening in the sign before yours. And Venus is going to be in Aquarius, actually, from the 3rd of Jan, um, then for the next three weeks. So Aquarius can be you know, a little bit detached or not deal with things or avoid things or, you know, just mm. not connect. But actually, I think with the astrology that's going on for Aquarius, it is about, okay, you know, 
do I love this person? Are we going to be together? There's got there's some big decisions that need to be made, perhaps around love and money with it, with it being Venus in your star sign and these endings going on. Um, well, the other ending for Aquarius, of course, is that Saturn's going in March. Yes. Yes. That so you're also in that end, that end game with the yeah. Saturn. And yeah. in fact, it's interesting because I think that Aquarians have had quite a tough time, you know, even though it's their planet in their sign. So it's like strengthening. Um, but they've had sort of, I know quite a lot of Aquarians who've had quite serious stuff to deal with. I think it's possibly to do with the square to Uranus has made it a much more difficult transit of Saturn through their sign than it might be otherwise. Yeah. Um, but they have been having to deal with reality. Um yeah the Aquarians that I know is like big, big reality right in the face. Um, And you're coming to the, you're coming to the end of reality Aquarius. No, but you're coming to the end of that quite harsh reality check. I think as Saturn moves out of your sign. Yeah. And it's kind of life and death stuff, actually. I mean, it really is, you know, it's, it's the the big stuff in life. So a really powerful time, really powerful turning points. Should we have a look at the full moon chart as well? Can we bring that up? Because I'm just looking at the time and, um, the, you know, there's going to be a full moon on January the 6th that cuts across the Cancer Capricorn axis of the um, Zodiac. So, so you know, we're moving into into the new year and there's this, this quite important um, full moon, bringing things to light a little bit, often full moons bring revelation or illumination. They shine a light on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and Mercury retrograde is right next to the sun in Capricorn, isn't it? It's interesting because that last, uh, the full moon that we just had, had Mars retrograde right yeah. in the midst of things. And this one has got Mercury retrograde right in the midst of things. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, so it's obviously important for uh cancer as it always is uh any full moon is but this is your full moon cancer you know so feel let those emotions flow yeah um and it's about partnership probably for cancerians and actually a very good day for you know and good time for having those conversations that have been suppressed that you've been avoiding Mm. Stop avoiding having the conversations and ditto, I would say for Capricorn, stop avoiding saying the stuff that you really want to say. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And also, you know, these, these retrograde themes, I, I think they, there is a bit of an inner struggle that goes on when you get the retrograde theme. I mean, I don't think, I mean, full moons heighten emotions and there's, there's often an inner struggle when you get like with the Mars retrograde one we've just had. Um, but also look at what's hidden coming to light. I think it is a time to confront things, um, you know, to look at life kind of head on in a way. And, you know, particularly, I think, for the Aries Libra, it is about this is across the foundations of your chart, home, past, career, future. So looking at things head on, um, not necessarily putting things into action on this full moon because Mercury is retrograde, but making some decisions on an inner level, ready to implement once Mercury turns direct on January the 18th. It's kind of, it feels to me more like an inner change, an inner process, maybe going on during this full moon. Yeah. Also, I was just looking at the, it's kind of the, it's the, 
because I said 6th of January, but you've got it as the 7th. So it's right. It's it's kind of almost at midnight, isn't it? It's at midnight. It's at seven yeah. minutes past midnight. It's yeah, six, yeah. six, seventh January. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had it as the sixth um, previously as well. So I don't know why it's – anyway, that's – it's going to be the sixth for certain people and it's going to be the seventh for others. Yeah. But it's yeah. that night, the night of the sixth, seventh. Yeah. Um, is the night of this full moon. Um, yes. It's interesting, isn't it? I, I'm just interested that that Jupiter has moved already to one. It's nearly at two degrees. Mm. Um, and it's quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's nipping along. And also that Chiron is on the um, bendings nearly of that uh, full moon. Mm. Um, and that's just something that I want to mention now for people who are born with Chiron and Aries, you know, they're having a Chiron return around now. And that's people born between 68 and 75, I think. And um, so you've got Chiron in Aries and you're going to have Jupiter in Aries. So that's quite a sort of strong uh, symbol, set of symbols that people born around then are having of, you know, the wounded healer, this, uh, the wound maybe being reopened, and having this kind of um, examination of what it means to be human that Chiron brings to us. Mm. Mm. It's also, you know, potentially a real, it can be sort of a release from something or freedom from something, can't it, with Jupiter involved? It can kind of, Jupiter either expands, um, you know, and something grows, or there's this theme of um, freedom and release that goes on as well. So I think particularly for Aries and Scorpio, that that feels quite powerful. Again, you know what what can you what can you release or let go of? Um, maybe something you know it, it it can sometimes be physical, can't it? Chiron and Aries. I found Chiron in Pisces was pretty physical too. Speaking as a Pisces, I found Chiron's quite a physical yes thing. You know, yeah. um, I, I had physical stuff happen with the Chiron and uh, when it was. Uh, going through across all of my planets well yeah and Chiron did have a physical wound didn't he so yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. it's this is not all in your head the Chiron yeah. stuff yeah um so yes and then I mean the next thing that happens after this uh full moon is that then we get gem a Mars going direct on the 12th yeah. And then we have Mercury going direct. And that's really the story of the rest of this period, isn't it? Is that they, and speaking of release, you know, there can be a release when these things go direct. Of course, Mars is still moving very slowly when it turns direct. It's not the speedy Mars that we know. It's a slow, deliberate Mars. You know, uh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I just want it direct. I don't care. I mean, you know, it will be moving in the right direction. In Gemini, um, it's time to speak up and sort things out a bit as well. Um, but I, I think that, you know, things it's that's when the new new year really begins, I think, yes. is really when these two planets turn direct. So we have this delayed start to 2023 and then it really begins when the first Mars and then Mercury. So in that middle January period, that's when things start to take off. Again. Yeah, there could be a real run of green lights, couldn't there? On January the 12th, Mars direct, January the 18th, Mercury direct. So and the, you may have to play a waiting game. It's not a year to rush into. 
But at the same time, I'd say harness wherever that Jupiter is in your chart. That's where you can, I think, find some expansion, some joy, some adventure. Um, so really harness that. It's a nice Jupiter for all the fire signs, actually, Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, kind of lining up fun things to do, you know, new adventures. So that's where you can grab hold of things. But yeah, there the needs to still be a a slower, a slower move into 2023 this year. It's interesting. It's really. a deliberate, it's very deliberate. And I would also say, you know, with the Mars retrograde, during the Mars retrograde, which is up to the 12th, still be careful what you say, <clears throat> you know, be careful what you say. You don't want to put your foot in it. Um, on the one hand, on the other hand, you know, if you're relearning a language, it's a very good time. Yeah. Um, but, and then when it goes direct, be deliberate about what you say. So yes. you've been writing everything down during the Mars retrograde, and now you can say it, but you're you're reading it out from what you've written down when it goes direct because it's still slow. Yeah. And also be careful what you sign up to still, because there've been a lot of scams and, you know, scams have been getting cleverer, the sort of, you know, texts and whatever that have been coming in and fake accounts and also. So be really just cautionary about what you sign up to with Mars retrograde and Gemini. Um, and hopefully when it turns direct, then you can kind of sort things out a bit there as well. Well, I think you're really right to bring up scams, but I would say wait till Mercury goes direct, which is the 18th of January. I, yeah. I agree with you. There seem to be a lot, and I'm just wondering if there are some that, you know, there's ones that we don't know about, which will be revealed uh, <laughs> during these, you know, in January, that there's some yeah. kind of huge scam that's been going on um so yeah be really cautious about what you're signing up for mm-hmm. um and who's speaking to you on the telephone um that's kind of a gemini thing who's yeah. on the other end of the line is that person really the person that they say they are yeah that's the big retrograde advice isn't it actually because to have mercury and mars both retrograde december 29th to january the 12th that's just yeah absolutely be careful who you're speaking to who is this person yeah, they may not be who they say they are. Yeah, don't, really. don't want to put the wind up you or anything. But I'm thinking of some very, el- you know, some people's parents that I know, quite elderly, who've been so ripped off yeah, um, by these phone people. Yeah. Uh, so it's around, you know. Be be cautious, yeah. um, or just don't don't listen. Them. Hang up. You know, that's the other thing about Mars retrograde, Mercury retrograde, is that you can just hang up on people. You yeah. know. You don't have to listen to that stuff. What about Twitter? You know, block people. It's a great period for blocking people or, or Instagram, whatever, mute them. People, the, the stuff that you don't want to hear or you don't listen to. Yeah, Elon Musk is cancer. And I'm just wondering whether this full moon is important for him. I don't know what, I can't remember what degree his son is in cancer, but <laughs> who knows? Maybe this stuff going to come come to light for Twitter as well during this period. Yeah, I'm just thinking, yeah, when is his? Um, you don't know his birthday off the top of your head, Christopher. I don't. Elon, I'm so sorry. You representing um, the I want to say the 6th of July, but I'm, I'm sure that I'm thinking of somebody else okay. uh, when I say okay. that. Um, I have no idea. Anyway, I was just suddenly thinking with that full moon. Um, could but be- if it were the 6th of July, it would be around 16 degrees of cancer. That's That's why I hesitated for a moment. Okay. Okay. Uh, there are going to be a lot of revelations coming out, aren't there? Bit by bit in January. 
this full moon starts at Mars turning direct, Mercury turning direct. It's a time of revelations, um, definitely. Say that there are issues around communication stuff because of the Mars Mars retrograde in Gemini, um, or for Gemini's, and then they and then the Mercury retrograde because Mercury rules Gemini, right? Yeah. Um, so they've got a sort of big double going on, Gemini's. Yeah, and do you know the other thing that's really kind of quite spooky is that they both turn direct to eight degrees. Yeah. So Mars turns direct to eight Gemini, Mercury turns direct to eight Capricorn. So they're in a quincunx blind spot aspect. So we're, I think we're really going to get, you know, there's going to be some things leaping out, coming to uh, light in quite a shocking way. Once they both- can't help thinking about Trump and um, Johnson, our famous Gemini's at the moment. What's going to what's going to leap up and bite them? You know, that they've already done their words that they already said um, is going to, you know, what's going to, what shark's teeth. I can just see the sharks coming up. Mm. Um, Interesting times. Interesting times. But, but how are we doing doing on time? I have no idea having said interesting times because I can't see a clock. Oh, well, uh, I'm not sure either. It's, it's, I think that we've done about an hour though. I, I kind of feel we might have, yeah, and I have no idea what the time is. Um, but anyway, I want to say Happy New Year to everybody and yeah. Merry Christmas. Um, and, you know, have a great time. Christmas Day itself looks really nice because of that Aquarian moon. There's a moon is in Aquarius on Christmas Day. Yeah, it's social. It's, it, I think it feels social and a lot of people doing things differently. Um, and social you know, maybe not, changes. not quite so family-oriented and more friendly it's about community it's about friends looking after one another i can really feel that where i live um you know the town i live in people sort of opening their doors to other others and you know the real community feels so yeah thank you all for your support over the over the year um i look forward to podcasting for you in 2023 but have the best time just retreat a little you know go in with all this retrograde stuff (laughs) although get some fresh air too i've got to get out (laughs) Yeah, me too. I'm desperate to go out for now, actually. Um, All right. Okay. Oh, let me just put the screen back up to large and we can just... Lovely. Take care, everybody. Okay, bye. Bye.